<laughs> John just had a great story about Jay Haram's debut. Are you muted, John? Uh, no, I'm not muted. Why did you want to rehash the story? <laughs> I didn't realize that was – I also did not realize that was an invitation to rehash the story. Oh, I didn't want to rehash that story. That's why I told it off camera. <laughs> Although I did record it. I am going to use that as a as a clip. It's almost like a secret audio. Yeah, that could <laughs> be hidden good. files. Everybody does it now on podcasts. The patrons, the OnlyFans, I'm like – We should do it too. If anyone actually cares, once we get like 10,000 subscribers, if anyone gives a fuck, buy us a coffee. <laughs> yeah. If anyone gives a fuck, buy us a coffee. Yeah, thank you guys, whoever. Hold is, on. If it's just Gordo and my mom, coffee, shout right out to back. everybody downloading, liking, clicking, everything. We really <laughs> appreciate it. Yes, sir. You know, it's me. I'm in the corner just like sitting there, like watching all our episodes. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Yeah. I got eight screens going. Uh, no, because like Harry Heiner, Asian kid. <laughs> I have all outsource it. Whole, whole living room full. Bangladesh call for, center. Uh, <laughs> I should do that for an, an unnamed website I freelance for phone. where I get paid per click. I should just pay some like some click farm in fucking Bangladesh like fifteen bucks for like fifty thousand clicks. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that math would work out to me making my my money. Much, much to consider. Don't listen to this if you're considering hiring me for freelance work. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to know about the click for. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, now that Harry's going to be banned, no, I may I'll never get a UFC yeah. credential again after my. What you do you, you whore out your friends instead. And yeah, like, there you go. You're like, here, yeah, I put like, a I, up. <laughs> I gave up on getting a UFC credential long ago. I've said far too many mean things about that uh, like bald red idiot who's in charge. Wait. So. I thought I was the only one. I literally like stopped even bothering. I'm like, this is stupid. Like, I you know stopped, what? I, I also stopped applying a while ago. <laughs> UFC don't give credentials. And first of all, I think we're all on the same page. Fuck the UFC and fuck Dana White. Yeah. Yep. I said he was an asshole from day one, and now everyone sees what I was saying. Right. I don't get why people people act like he's some sort of visionary, irreplaceable businessman when like. He got the job because his billionaire friends bought the UFC. He got yeah. the job because the Fertitas bought the UFC. He wasn't qualified in any way. Do you he wasn't have like... any friends that would lose $50 million with you? Because he essentially had lost $50 million until the Ultimate Fighter hit. So uh, no, about... I don't have any billionaire friends. That's my whole point. It's a little easier to get ahead when you have somebody willing to bank all your bullshit. Well, listen, I tell everyone, don't talk to me unless you lost a million dollars about business. So I lost close to that in the business. And let me tell you, I had no one to bail me out and throw more money in. That was it. That was the end of my resources. That's a fail. Let's say Dana White had 10 mil. He would have failed. Do you remember uh, IFL? Yes. IFL lost 28 mil. That was it. That was their budget. They folded. UFC was able to go 50 mil. Now, what if that 50 mil, what if they had to put another 10? Would they have folded, right? So Dana White just happens to have first of all the best product on the planet to me i second i agree with that i mean ma wise absolutely i don't think anyone debates that i think it's the best sport period the most exciting thing to watch you get handed that uh don't get me wrong with a lot to accomplish in like legislation and legalization however the sport essentially sells itself right. and you have an endless bankroll 
And, and the other thing is, do you think, do you really think, I'm sure Dana got on some calls and shook some hands and kissed some babies and whatever, but like, it's a, it's a billion dollar corporation. You don't think they're hiring lobbyists and lawyers and like actual experts to do all of this shit. Like people act like Dana did this all single-handedly, which is yeah, just so strange to me. He definitely didn't. No, there's, there's a big no company chance. behind him. Right. A hundred percent. Well, so like if you, if you just read into um, anybody, his, uh, the deals he made with Trump uh, in the beginning of when he bought, when uh, the Fertitta brothers bought it, when they had the deals that were made, they were very, very interesting, right? You look at it and it was based on, based on who he's around, based on uh, them applying a rule set, which was the ABC rules, the boxing rules, um, and regulation. It was pretty much the reason it wasn't because it was Dana White. No, listen, Dan, the, the credentials, like the qualifications to do Dana White's job are to be a good public speaker, to be persuasive, and to have absolutely no morals at all, to not have a soul or conscience. Those are the Which three Which is why Bellis was not as popular as you, not as big as UFC. Scott Coker is like a humble dude. Yeah. Listen, Coker, people can give Coker all the shit they want. I give him plenty of shit for how they match make and how they decide to build talent and book talent and all that. But the one thing I will always respect Scott Coker for is that he actually competed in combat sports. Dana White yep. did cardio kickboxing. Scott Coker was an yeah. actual martial artist. I'm going to tell you what. Bellator does set you up to lose to their yep. farm guys. Yeah, However, they do... They give you a decent pay, a decent show. And those guys that they're setting you up to lose against, honestly, those guys are all beatable. Look at, they tried to do it with James Gonzalez a couple months ago. James was I a, told a, you what happened with Cody Law, right? Did I tell you this? Six, James was six to one underdog in that fight. And Come I mean, on, not, I, not dominated. It was a competitive fight, but won pretty clearly. But he kicked his ass the last round and won. Yeah, that third round was dominant. Cody Law, can I... Uh, can I hash this story? I don't think I told this one on the air. So maybe a year ago, Bellator calls and they're like, could I fight Cody Law, right, at 145? And you know that guy's a stud. He's a D1 wrestler. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. The guy's a stud. 5-0 uh, and o at the time. Penn State, too, not just any. Yeah, team. I was like, all right. I was like, you know, when? And they're like, two weeks. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking 42. Stop it. <laughs> uh, at least eight weeks how many advantages can you give this kid he's young he's athletic what are you he's doing tomorrow yes. and, I, and i still would fight him just give me a fucking full camp and they didn't like that i was like yo give me a fucking full camp or give me a bag and they're not into giving you a bag and a guy like james gonzalez he's always in shape you know to his credit and he came in in a competitive two rounds but came through the third round and whip Cody Law's ass. And let me tell you what I don't like about Bellator on that one. Cody Law, they had ranked at number nine. Yep. James Gonzalez comes in and whoops his ass. Right? He wins. He beats him. Right? Gets unanimous decision. No disputing And he doesn't take the number nine spot. How? Dude, they, they do that all the in. time. They make, their rankings are... They don't make sense. Their rankings are abysmal, dude. They're they're <laughs> all... You, you can go through their rankings and find, like... I mean, look at their lightweight rankings. You have Mamadov ranked below Primus, who he beat pretty, pretty concisely. Like, there's shit like that just all over their rankings that drive. I mean, they had 
after the Sergio Pettis loss, they had Kyoji Horiguchi ranked at like seven in their bantamweight division, which mm-hmm. is obscene. That's insulting. I'm I like, yeah, I remember Valerie Lareda. Yeah, the rising co-promotion. That's dope. That. We love co-promotion. I do mm-hmm. like that. I like Bellator does the million dollar tournament. Bellator does a lot of things good. Yeah. Uh, they're missing a little something there. And UFC, what's crazy is they do a lot of things wrong and power through. Right. Well, at this point, the UFC is just kind of like too big to fail. You know what I mean? Like they have that ESPN deal. It's 400 million a year. All they have to do is put on 750. Yeah. I Basically, thought it was four, but, but yeah, I mean, the, everything. My, my, not my understanding was as long as they put on 40 shows, regardless of anything else, 400 mil in the bank. And that's why we've seen this pivot to like contender series guys and just kind of low level talent to fill out cards and a lot of cards that just aren't great. Like the product has suffered in the last few years. It's not what it was. No, I agree with that. Except a few cards will shine out. What card the speaking of cards doing a smokers club, we got this Sunday, right? We this Sunday. Uh, Fucking I'm so high. This Saturday. This Saturday, we got fight night, UFC pay-per-view coming back with Glover fighting against Jamala Hill. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm excited for that. We're going to be at the Smokers Club, the MMA Avengers, live in full effect. We'll show some football, too. I know. I heard there's games. Uh, <laughs> but I'm excited to smoke and chill. It's such a good time at the Smokers Club. You know, especially the guy that runs it. Good, solid. The bud tenders will be there. So I'm excited. So anyone, anyone that wants to come, you know, make sure you come through to the Smokers Club. That's Just right. That's the K-Dog. This time, this time we're going to make a graphic with the right address on the poster. Uh, I, I, I actually did. did. Oh, I different address. I did. Graphic and it, this one, I did. Hell yeah. Last, so last time, Manimal and I, I both showed up to the wrong address. I had everything correct the first time except for January, and that was because it doesn't have autocorrect on the thing I was using. At least it doesn't correct. It's not like... A text message. It's very funny. So I'm like, motherfucker. And then when I went to go redo it, it took the two out. So it's a January 1st. I'm like, motherfucker. I was so annoyed. I was so annoyed. But I thought it came out for my first flyer that I ever did. Well done. Well done. I was like, fuck it. Let me try it. Let me see how it comes out instead of fucking using uh, whatever, whatever it was where you still see the names in the background of some of the programs. Right. I'm like, no. Coach Liz. Uh, um, so what you go? So yeah, Smokers Club that should be fun. Um, oh, well, it's, it's been a big a week in MMA news. Big week for news. Oh, big yeah. week for news. Big Dana week. White is still we'll not even know over that card. Nope. Dana White will face no repercussions, as predicted nope. on, on our last podcast. the Disney banner is the crazy thing. If you told me this, I would have been like, Dude, maybe under Fox. Did you see the picture of him today that came out, like holding Disney's the slap the fighting league belt? Mm-hmm. He's holding the fucking slap fighting belt with this big dumb grin on his face. Just a big belt that says slap. And it's just like, do we like really not, like, are we, do we have no self-awareness or do we not give a fuck? And I, and of those two, I really know which is worse. I lost a lot of respect for Stephen A. Smith. He, he could have buried him. He was like, Dana's like a brother to me, but, uh. Yeah, yeah. it's some hack shit. I told you, they, ESPN had a mandate from the top down, like not to negatively cover the story. Wow. And you know what they say happens? They actually say that they'll tell you, you know, what if you can't say something or you can't bring something up or, you know, whatever, which is why I never wanted to write for or work for any kind of a publication. I'm like, you're not going to fucking tell me what to say. That's 
for fuck's sake, nobody's going to tell me. <laughs> and I can't say uh, I curse far too much to be on any kind of, you know, network, which I don't care. Same, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Okay. I can't smoke weed on a fucking, you know, Vi- Vice should pay me at this point. So we're just going to stop it. Vice, <laughs> for all the fucking times they've shared my picture and called me some fucked up shit, by the way, to which I was right about everything. Um, how's that working out for everyone? I want to talk to Samantha B. Where's that nobody has been? Isn't that funny? She said some shit about me. She shared some shit about me. She's nowhere to be seen. And she wouldn't even have to fight her. Huh? Terry, <laughs> you should fight her. I should. You could do I, mean, I asked her to interview you. I'm like, listen, you said you put my video out there, made me look like a crazy person. Let me at least have the opportunity to, you know, allow you to dispute it when I show you all my facts. They didn't even write me. Do you know how many people I wrote and they're like, you know, PR department? Not one person got back to me. Like, that's how I know this shit is all like. What Kerry's not telling you is what she said is I'll show you how fucking crazy I am. <laughs> you want to see fucking you crazy. You say I'm crazy, I'll show you. How <laughs> all right, all right. Just... I want a prediction from everybody. Yeah, where, okay. where do we think Francis is landing? The, possibly the biggest free agent in the history of MMA. Oh, man. Okay, it's prediction time. Let's all make a prediction. What do you uh, got, hey, You want to start? I, I asked a question. I go last. Those are the rules. <laughs> oh, is it? I like that. Okay. I thought the guy that asks goes first. No, the guy that asks gets the choice, and I'm choosing to go last. Okay, fine. <laughs> Who do you want to go first, then? Uh, you, you have a floor, sir. PKFC. Oh, so you want to see somebody die. <laughs> you want to see somebody die in a, in a ring. What am I? I'm pulling the PKFC. <laughs> Who would they even match him up with? I want to see. You know what I want to see? I'm putting this out there to the gods of war, the gods of battle. I want to see Francis Ngannou versus either Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder in BKFC. Jesus Christ. You you literally want to see somebody die. Yes, he does. <laughs> I lust for combat. I love violence. I what can that. I say? Terry, what, what, what do you got? So, like, like, my first, as soon as you said free agent, that like was bringing some spidey senses in me, but then something went PFL. Uh, I get that. PFL, I, think, huh? I think PFL is a logical fit. They just signed Jake Paul. You know that they would be willing to let him box and co-promote that if they're really doing this 50% pay-per-view <laughs> rev share. Oh, right. Yo, that would be cool. It makes a lot of sense. I, I can see that. Right. What do you think? Mike? That's what my spidey senses say. Ignore what that I'm wearing way. a PFL Challenger Series shirt right now. I didn't even see that. <laughs> and just signed my contract with them for a year. <laughs> what better way to welcome Francis Ngannou back, or starting with Bellator, than to have him rematch Alistair Overeem? Mm. <laughs> I like that. I haven't heard that yet. Get that well, highlight reel. I thought that you were going to say Fedor, and I was going to be very angry. Because I've seen a lot of people, I've God seen a lot of people soul. saying that they want to see Francis Fedor, and I have less than no desire. Fedor oh, is one of Fedor. my childhood heroes. I don't need to see a fifty-year-old man take a Francis and Ganu uppercut and get decapitated. You know, there is something to be said for that. I don't, I have no I no I interest. Like that shit. Like I yeah, I, I agree. Legends should fight legends. Right, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I think Fedor Fedor Bader is a shit fight for Fedor's last fight. Bader Bader Bader. 
You had yeah. JDS out there. You had all these legends that you could have like yeah. done something fun. Somebody maybe a little bit. I like legend fights. Closer to the end of their career, like. I don't, I don't, I don't like that, but I hate that for Fedor. I keep people seeing people like, like, oh, let, let's see Francis Fedor. And I like, there's not a single fight for him that I would want to see less. No, I yeah. agree. It makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like John's idea, you know, throw the legends fight. Two older guys, right. guys, guys that are on their way up, whatever you want to call it. Right. I mean, like Josh Barnett offered to fight Fedor for his retirement fight. Like that would have been fucking awesome. Oh. Like Fedor and the oh, Warmaster in Japan or in Russia. That would have been sick. Yeah. But no, it no, we can't have that. Up. Right. Fuck yeah. But so my... What I want, what I have decided would be funniest, and hence what I am rooting for, is for Francis to sign nothing but one-offs, no no long-term deals, no exclusivity, and I want him to unify every major MMA heavyweight belt. I want him to go to fucking Bellator, take that belt off Bader. I want him to go to one, take that belt off Malkin or, 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 or uh, Bular, whoever the fuck it has it at that point. I want him to go to PFL, take that belt off Delia. I want a true unified MMA championship for the first time in, I mean, I don't know, since since the, the UFC or WEC. I don't, when was the last time that, hey, uh, that like, you could really consider an MMA back. championship unified? Harry, then yeah, come then back. come back and take out whoever the UFC champ is. And take out John Jones, hopefully. You hope that yes, Francis sir. has enough goodwill for this to happen. I hope it doesn't slip and then UFC are like, eh, like. Right. Well, I think I think they're going to fuck him. No matter what. If he tries to come back to them down the road, they are going to fuck him. They, they, the, Dana doesn't take kindly to shit like that. He doesn't like to be made. To, like, I mean, the whole way that Dana framed it of, well, Francis just doesn't want to fight this level of competition anymore. Shut the fuck up, man. We've heard X-Fighter doesn't want to fight for 20 years now. Like, get the fuck yeah, out of here. That's the oldest fight. trick in the fucking book. The guy wants to fight. He just wants to be paid his worth to fight. And which he should. Absolutely. And you know what? Yeah. If, if he's an independent contractor, he should have the right to go fucking box if he wants to go box. Be able to do yeah, whatever. Dana White doesn't like anyone to limit his capitalist ambitions. So why would you want to limit someone else's? Right. The fucking guy wants to make money. Right? He's, he feels he's worth it. He's the heavyweight champ. He cleared out the division. Fucking what do you want from the guy? 100%. He's the baddest man on the planet. No question. And like that whole like argument that he's... Right, their whole argument of it's not a draw and this and that, like they, What's they put not a draw. They also I've put his last pay per view up against they they put his last fucking pay per view up against NFL playoff games on a Saturday night. Like that's there's that's by design. There's a reason for that, so that yeah. then they can come back in contract negotiations and point to it and say you're not a draw. We're not going to pay you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. They're all playing, they're playing the game. Yep, I get that. They know how to talk play. about the time. I don't understand it, but they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And remember, fighters, I take this back always to ancient Rome. You know what a gladiator was in ancient Rome? He was a slave. He was a slave. He he might have got popular, but he was a slave. And that's essentially the UFC fight model. Is like, fight for us because we fucking take you to the Coliseum. We promote the big show. And uh, whatever we want to give you, you should be happy. And that's why they don't like anyone who's vocal about doing well, going all the way back to Tito Ortiz. Oh, you know where I could see Francis Ngannou winding up also? Uh, one championships. I could see it. I mean, they, they might be best positioned to do, to do an event in Africa right now out of all of the major promotions. Yes. <laughs> and 
uh, he also could wind up with a one-off fight for like five mil in Risen. I would love to see Francis on a New Year's Eve Ryan card. OG, like, Bob Sapp style. Fuck it. Let's see. I want a kumite of Francis and, like, 1,500-pound Japanese guys. Who's that huge Japanese dude who sucks? Yamamoto? Yakamoto? <laughs> not not Human Choi. He hasn't been around for a minute. Big Japanese dude who sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but yeah I'd love to see him on a one-off Risen card that would be great that would oh, be sick God. pride, pride did, rules and is it the lighting that's making me look so jacked <laughs> cause even my left arm and I have the bicep thing on the right arm Damn. might be the oil no oil <laughs> I did train hard today though I was there gonna for Brooklyn today yeah, I got train. a good pump in so I got a good pump in I actually did one more round than I was gonna because, dude, so I do a match with a guy. So one of my friends rolls with uh, this guy and he has a good match with him, but he made a few mistakes. So then the guy asked me to roll and I was like, all right, fine. So I just like showed my friend, my friend's like watching us roll and I'm just showing how to correct all the mistakes. Like while I'm rolling, I like, Put the leg back. I, I do everything. I'm I go in the positions he was in, so I like show him what he should have did without telling him. I'm just showing him. I do the I roll with the guy and show him. Afterwards, I was like, You see how what I was doing there? He was like, Oh, I wasn't paying attention. I was like, dude, you were watching me. I did that for you. I would have did a whole different thing if <laughs> I would have known that. I was like, shit, I can't even help out here. Um, so yeah, Francis Ngannou, that's interesting. There was other MMA news. So we got John Jones back, heavyweight. I like it. Mm. You think he, Harry thinks that John Jones is never going to show up again. I, I mean, listen, this fight looks fucked now, but again, I will believe it when they are, when, when fucking Tate is leaning up his face and they are locking the cage behind him. Mm. I've been hearing about John Jones going up to heavyweight for 10 fucking years. 10 years, yeah. literally. 2013 is the first time he played with the idea. So I will believe it when I see it. He signs this new eight-fight deal. I don't think there's a fucking chance in hell he fights eight more times. Eight no. fucking shot. No. That feels like a we want to just have control over you for the next mm -hmm. few years and after you retire so you can't go do boxing, exhibition, what like the same, you know, like yep. GSP is locked into right now, basically. That's why GSP cares. Well, I don't think GSP cares, though. Pro probably not, but, but no, because there was GSP got offered, I think it was just over a million for a boxing fight with, fuck, it was either Malinagi or De La Hoya. And the UFC and Dana said, no, we're not going to let you, we're not going to give you permission in your contract to do that. I remember that. Was that Carrie? I remember that. I just can't remember who he was going to, who they were offering. Right, yeah, it, it was Malinagi or De La Hoya. I don't remember which one, but, but yeah, it would have been a million dollar payday that the UFC fucked him out of. So, and, I, and interestingly enough, GSP's contract's on sets this year. So he's also, I know he's older, he's retired. You know, he's got that Disney bag now, he's acting, whatever. He has no need to fight, but. He looks great. Technically, technically a free agent this year. If he wanted to, he could fight. That guy like loves karate him. combat or someone like that bringing him in for like a fun like weird one-off in boxing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. 
Dude, fuck, give me, give me like him and Raymond Daniel in karate combat. That would be sick. I would have a blast with that. Mm-hmm. Yo, Raymond Daniels does shit. I don't even know what the fuck he's doing. I don't, I, I'm not sure he knows what he's doing, but it works. I, I think you're right. I don't know what. <laughs> You know, that, that 720 kick to the right, 720 like hook knockout that was like a tornado kick into another spin into a hook. Like, I don't think that's something that you can like prepare. I think that's just something you're like, I see an opening for this. Let's give it a shot. Well, that's because if you watch that fight, he hit him with just a regular 360 kick before. Right. So he hit him with the 360 once, and he's like, All right, the guy moves away from the 360. He spins around again. The guy looks like he's going to block the kick, so he just hits it with a hook. Yeah, I guess you don't know he's going to throw that. He thought he was probably going to throw the kick again. Right. But then the guy's looking to block the kick, so throw the hook. But, yeah, that guy is phenomenal on the feet. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for fun shit. I mean, even shit like that when we talk about UFC exclusivity deals. Like, I would love to see Wonderboy, like, go to Kurat Combat and do a one-off against, like, Artem Levin or something. That would be so much fun. Wonderboy looked great his last fight, too. He did. He's a very good striker. You know what I mean? Like, right. I would love to see Wonder Boy in a in a format that is obviously catered to him. You know what I mean? Like, we we we've seen Wonder Boy's ceiling in the UFC at this point. He's not going to be a champion at his age. He's he's going to stick around. He can gatekeep the top ten, whatever the fuck it may be. He just doesn't have the grappling to. Or mm-hmm. right, his cardio looked good in the last fight. I'll give him that. But in fact, have been very. No, he just doesn't have the grappling to be top to be the. Right, he's not going to beat those top guys. Right, a hundred percent. Even Izzy, even Izzy is a champ. Mm -hmm. Incredible takedown defense. Right, right. But then even you look like he didn't take it super seriously when he went up two hundred five to fight Jan and didn't put on the weight like he was supposed to and got wrestle fucked. Yeah, and then you get out wrestled. That's it. It shows that if you have a weakness there. I mean, shit, Pereira took Izzy down in that fight. Pereira's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, isn't he? True. This is true. Although, I don't know. You know, we're in the... We're, we, we've, I think we've talked about this before, but, like, Islam Makachev made the comment a few weeks ago that, like, uh, some some belts in BJJ are definitely more legitimate than others. Mm. No, I you bet you I mean? like, Pereira submits guys on the mat. I, I mean, I would imagine. I mean, he's a he's a fucking monster, just athletically, and he's so much bigger and stronger than everyone. You gotta give that with. guy a brown belt, almost, because that guy probably. Right. Is, um, no, think about it. Think about Alex Pereira coming into law, and he's in my Tuesday night class, and you're in my Tuesday night class. I don't want to think about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex that sounds terrible. Let's roll yeah. with you. Fucking fuck he's the king of the hill with Alex Pereira. I'll fucking kill myself. Even just chilling with you, even just playing light with you, he's gonna beat the shit out of you. Like even just letting you work, he could pick me up and throw me clean across that gym if he wanted. So you almost gotta give that guy like a brown belt at some point because he's kicking everyone's ass. Yeah, that's fair. You know, you he shows up to the gym. He probably does jujitsu. I bet you twice a week, three times a week. Right? Right. Yeah, and it's also not like. I'm sure he still fucking trains it a ton, obviously, but it's not like he's got to work on the kickboxing all that much. You know what I mean? Like, no, like I, that, th- I feel I, like that's more maintenance at this point. He's not uh, really adding to that arsenal at this point. I would disagree. Really? I think that's, that's probably not- what he does the most is kickboxing. I'm sure I, that's probably what he does the most because it's what he's the most comfortable with and what he enjoys the most. But as far as what yeah. he needs to work on the most, maybe not. Mm. 
never dull your best weapon. Fair. That's where you see guys run into problems. They dull their best weapon. You get a wrestler who falls in love with his striker. Fucking mm. guy dulls his best <laughs> weapon out. Kamaru Usman disease. Yeah. No, it's it's everything. You do, don't dull your best weapon. You always want to keep your best weapon sharp. You gotta know where you're gonna live and die. Like for me, it's jujitsu. If I'm gonna die somewhere, that's where I want to die. Right? I want to kill there. I want to die there. That's where I'm gonna put my most effort because that's where I know I'm looking to get it, win or lose. That's where I'm gonna have my best chances. Right. And okay. if somebody beats you, what you're best at, you know. Fair play. Hand up. Came to Alex Pereira. He almost got beat where he's best at, but he knows that's where my bread's butted. That's what I'm best at. I'm gonna put all I'm gonna put the most energy here. I have to, of course, make sure I have good jujitsu. Right. You can't have a glaring weakness. You have to be at least secure certain places, but you never want your tool. And what's his tool? Left hook. Boom. Never got dull. That fucking thing, he took that left hook from when he was a five-year-old kid in the playground. Bang. He fucking was like, oh, you know what? I think I could hurt a guy with my left hook. And he did that shit for 20 years. Bang, bang. And when he hits you with that left hook, you're like, ow. I fucking rock. Sean Strickland, he was like, I'm a box with this guy. He was like, back, no, wrong. Adesanya's like, I'm fucking this dude. Bank, yep. He's like, shit. He's like, ah, I throw it so much. So, Madam, well, I have a question for you. Right now, do you think Bo, Bo Nicol beats Alex Pereira right now? That's an old school MMA fight. It is. That's like, you want to talk like UFC 1 stylistic clash. Two pure specialists. That's a tough one. It's a very yeah. tough one. Do you think that photo is real with uh, Pereira where he went back to like an indigenous tribe? He's got like the neck Bro, paint. That, that's where he's from. Like, he's, he's actually from, from a freaking clay yes, tribe. He is from an indigenous tribe in Brazil. Like that is where he grew up. None of that shit is like fake. None of that shit is for show. He's about that fucking shit. That's Look awesome. at him. Look at his face. There's no Jewish guy with the Mets hat saying, and <laughs> cut. That's what yeah. folks. No, dude. He's, he's fucking about that life. But yo, that necklace that he wears to, to like weigh-ins and, and face-offs and shit, that shit is made of jaguar teeth. Like that shit's fucking oh real. Oh my gosh, that, that's, that's amazing. That's a hardcore shit. That Khabib shit, wrestling bears and uh, yeah. Herrera. In the that's the thing. Uh, it's like, you know what? About. You could drop any fighter into a cage with him and they can do whatever, but you drop a, reg- a, a regular UFC fighter into Alex Pereira's like day-to-day life yeah. back home in Brazil, I don't think they make it two weeks. No. Excuse me, can I get a Starbucks? <laughs> can I get a C four? Where's, where's the ice bath? They have that at the PI. Yeah, where's? I feel that way about my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, you drop Alex Pereira in John's neighborhood. He's gonna be like, "What the fuck?" I think I think Poetom <laughs> would do all right in Canarsie. Yeah, no, Alex Pereira. No way a cab's gonna hit him the minute he right. <laughs> so big. Hey, listen, if you're if you're walking up to that guy starting shit in the street, uh, brother, whatever happens from that point is on you. There would be a hundred forty pound on everything. guy say, Yo, man, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be trying to take the bus. He can't fit anywhere. <laughs> oh god, yeah. That's a great I, saw, I have no fucking idea how that dude makes one eighty five, man. He is massive. 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 
Because, like, dude, I like, yeah, I mean, I'm, you guys have too. I've stood next to Weidman and looked at him and been like, how the fuck does this he's, guy make 185? And Pereira's like, Pereira's like two, three inches taller. Mm. And Jack. And like, yeah, and fucking yoked. I, it makes no sense. He it he literally sense. must get down to like one and a half percent bot fat on his cut. Like, I don't understand it. I can't see how he makes it. Uh, but he does it. But he does it. Even when he's like 220, he's still jacked. Right, he's not yeah. Two twenty and like fat. He's not walking around at a puffy two twenty. He's walking around at a yeah, like an I'll beat the shit out of most two o fivers right now. Two twenty. Right now. Oh, yeah. that's interesting too. I, I think we see him Jones go up to two o five at some point. Absolutely. Now Alex versus Geary would be fucking awesome. Fire. That would be an incredible fight. This yeah, because like, Geary's not a huge uh light heavyweight. No, he's not massive by any means. Like he's bigger, like wider, probably a little more filled out than than Poetan is. But they probably walk around close to the same weight, if I had to guess. Because Pereira, so. Pereira walks around like two thirty. I would imagine Yuri's probably walking around two forty, maybe. Mm. If that five forty five, no two twenty five. I think Yuri walks around not that heavy. That's true. He is another guy who looks like he is pretty much consistently in phenomenal shape. He just stays in shape. There's some right. guys that operate that way. Marab. Yeah. Some guys just operate always top. I, I know. I know. Favola said this year he's trying to uh, no more cream roller. He's staying the lean roller all year between fights. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe uh, it's, I don't know. I have a theory personally that that depends. Some guys might need. A little bit. Right. I'd say Everyone's body is different. Yep. And then, then you have the Patty Pimblets of the world who fight at 155 and balloon up to 200 fucking pounds whenever they're not fighting. They're not probably a, a little too high on that percentage range. I've been guilty of that before myself. That's what happened <laughs> with me, I think, with that combat jujitsu. Too much mm. of a percentage. Probably should keep it within 10% overall in a camp. Right. Right. Including the weight cut. So, like, let's say you want to fight at 155. You probably should go into that camp uh, around 170. 170 ish. Yeah. That makes right. sense. But then, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, and back, back to Frivola, they released, right. They released that shit from, from the California State Athletic Commission. They released the pre weigh in, like the fight night weigh ins and the pre fight weigh ins. Mm-hmm. And dude, Matt, Matt cuts like 16% of his fucking body weight on fight day. It's fucking insane. What mm-hmm. do you do? He he weighed in at fifty five. I think he came back in at like eighty three on fight wow. night the next day, or like seventy nine or something like that. It was like seventeen percent of his body weight. That's crazy. That, that's what happened. My first fight back at Bellator. I used to fight at fifty five because in two thousand seven that was the the lightest weight class there right. was. Right? Matt Sarah fighting one seventy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when they're like. I want to fight when I was like, I want to fight again. They're like, what do you want to fight? I was like, oh, I guess 55. And I remember making the weight pretty easy, especially it was day before weigh-in. And the dude came in the next day at 82. And the next day I was 62. Oh. And yeah, it was a difference because every time I took that dude down, bro, it was more work. And it, he to reverse me, you know, he could take 20 pounds more impact. That's when weight class becomes a thing. Right. Right. So when you can find that sweet spot, um, that's why that's part of the sport. 
Right. I would read sure. through all the weight classes and then do the hydration testing personally. It's like like yes, yeah, I want to agree with you. But then but then you look at one and it's not like that's just working over there. Every fucking fight, every fight card they put on, you got multiple fighters missing hydration, missing weight. Like it's a fucking mess. Like it was much better when it was just behind closed doors and we were all like, okay, we know that this is fake, but just like we can all pretend that it's not. <laughs> I know, they got their cell phones on them, their like backpacks when they're weighing in. Right. I, it was a joke. It was all behind closed doors. It was all, you know, this John Lineker makes weight for four consecutive fights. Okay. All right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. All right. And then, you, yeah, you see guys who somehow like they make weight or mishydration and then they come back and they're somehow the weight is lower, but hydration is higher. It makes no sense. None of it makes any fucking sense. I think it's all fucking nonsense. Weigh them two hours before competition or four hours. Yeah. I mean, look, ideally, I, I think it was John Kavanaugh said it. And I, I don't think Kavanaugh is a very great coach personally, but I, I thought this was a, a salient point. Like it, the way it should be is two guys who walk around at about the same weight, look at each other and say, hey, you want to fight? Let's fight. And we make that fight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, and people talk about weight bullying and shit like that. I think that's all nonsense too. If you make the weight, you make the weight. That's whatever. That's part of the game. But yes, ideally you wouldn't have guys fucking like killing themselves and dehydrating their internal organs to like Great. make weight and step in the fucking cage. Like I, I would imagine that the long-term effects of cutting, you know, cutting weight 30 times for 30 pro fights might be worse than the long-term effects of having 30 pro fights. Agreed. We don't know. The sport is too young. You know what I mean? We don't have 80-year-old MMA fighters really, like, you know, we, we don't really know what that lo I don't even have guy a... looks like. I feel it. Right. You know I mean? Like, cutting weight? Like, dude, I've cut so much weight for so many, like, jujitsu competitions and uh, all the amateur stuff. Right, that but it's like, like we've seen people fucking faint on the scales, like guys fight, who can barely 45 keep was tough to make. 45 was tough to make, even making 55 on the day was tough. Right, you know, it's just, I just find girl. it hard to believe that like, I find it hard to believe that it's healthy, that it's a good, that it can possibly be good for you. Like to, to, to get yourself, your body to a point where you're like basically inches away from like your, your organs just shutting down. Yeah. I, I can't imagine many doctors would recommend that. I can't imagine that's a, a healthy thing to do to your body long term. Yeah, I agree. Um, see Doc Sherry. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, Doc Sherry had a really good system for this that she wanted to do all kind. You know how the doctor wants to do it. She would test you the whole way, and then have a ratio of like muscle to bone density and and strat have a whole stratification of how you rank people against each other like there would be right. more than just a weight class and everyone's body is also just different which you would know, be like interesting right but it would be like a, a height weight purport it would almost be like a ratio class <laughs> yeah well, like like, I'm walking around, I'm walking around like 160 right now, which is like a good weight for me to be at. I'm 5'10. That's a very normal average weight. When I was walking around like 140, like just a little, like just slim, didn't really like, you know, I was just fucking skinny. Fucking Charlie kept trying to tell me, dude, cut down to 25, take a kickboxing fight, cut down to 25. And I, I'm just telling him like, bro, like 
I am skin and bones. Like I don't have 15 pounds to cut. I am five foot ten. I uh, my body is not supposed. You know to what the problem is? Pounds. You know what the problem is, Harry? What? When you're a psychopath like us. <laughs> when he said that, I'm like, what's the first thing I thought when you were like, Charlie said, cut the 25. Yeah, you, you were said you were like, yeah, I'm sure you could do that. I, at the I'm time, like, I was 140. Now I'm 160, so that's definitely not oh, happening. Yeah. I'm yeah. just thinking to myself, I was like, 140? I'm like, you could have made 25. I was like, why not just do 35, though? You know what the problem is, too? Guys don't know how to lift. If you know how to lift, you could kind of go up the right way a little bit. The problem right. is guys go up, and they don't have no fun. No, they don't bring no strength with them up. Right, I could have made thirty five. No problem, and like, bro, I'd still be, I'd still be a big fucking oh, bantamweight. Yeah. Like, I, I'm five ten with a six two wingspan. Like, I, I'd still be bigger than most guys. I would be fighting at thirty five. Like that, I easily could have done. Carrie, right now, I could easily make forty five. What? Did you make one oh five? Oh, actually, yeah. Without a question, when when I was uh sick back in November, I had literally like. I remember saying I like I felt like I was sweating it out for two days, and in those two days I lost easily seven pounds, and I was well, so, and that's you just you don't want to be sick though. No, but I'm <laughs> yeah, well, we just have to infect you with some sort of parasite first. The tapeworm yeah. cut. No, but I know myself. Like I would, in my personal opinion, if if I wanted to, I I feel like I would look so skinny at one hundred five. I remember that. But I would just like diet down, you know, to one ten, and then shed like five pounds. But that would just there's be no weight class there in jujitsu, though. Why no. not? I don't the weight class. Listen, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm the weirdo that like I walk around what one eighteen now. I'd fight at one fifteen and wouldn't even care. Yeah, it's fine. I'm five five, and I have a huge wingspan. I have a wingspan like Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got we got that <laughs> similar like just. Skinny, lanky build. <laughs> My legs are 40 inches long. Like before, like it's I have very long reach. Keep kick a bitch. <laughs> My legs are so oh, Carrie had some good uh, moves on Sunday. She I did uh, she was the guillotine to the, the inside leg one that I like. Okay. Kicked over, got mount, went for a triangle, got a plata. She did good moves. Okay. Good stuff. All right. Okay. So back on track here for a moment so I can eat dinner shortly. Yeah. yeah. Fuck your what moves, we... Carrie. That's right. Let's do it. <laughs> what do we like in the title fights this week? Weed. Oh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Weed. That's right. I'm going to take home the, the title on that one. Jam Jamal, Jamal and Glover. <laughs> what, what do we think? I'm pulling for Glover. Glover. I, yeah. Yep. I like wow. Jamal. Consensus. Jamal. I was at his contender series fight. His first contender, his contender series fight was the same one that Billy Q right. got his contract on. So, uh, so I've been watching him fight since his first fight on contender series. Mm. He's good, but of course, you know, Glover's an old guy. I want to see him win old, old dogs, new tricks. I'm pulling for him. It'd be great for him to be a two-time champ. Late yeah. Gives me wow. hope. Glover is the underdog right now. That's insane to me. Plus 105? How do you watch Jamal Hill go life and death with the ghost of Tiago Santos and make him the favorite against Glover? I don't understand that at life all. Life and death with the ghost of Tiago Santos. Mm. Uh, if you have a different take on that fight, I'd love to hear it, but 
Uh, seriously. Hey, I mean, fair point. Um, this the way. I would call that a big step up in competition at this point. And I also think Clover has a style that's very well suited, suited to Jamal. Great grappling, great top control, mm-hmm. heavy on top, top pressure. Like, I, I think Glover should be able to get him to the mat. Probably yeah. lock up, like, a head and arm or an arm triangle or something. Mm-hmm. That's how I think the fight ends. But at plus 105, would be great for- at plus 105, I am going to be all over Glover. All over that. I mean, I don't know. I mean... I just don't understand it. I think I think Yuri is a much better fighter at this point in their careers than Jamal Hill is, and Glover was yeah. winning that fight up until the last thirty seconds. That's a crazy price oh. to me. Oh my god! I wish you know what happens. Sometimes the universe has to fulfill two things: one guy has to win, and one guy has to kind of like, I guess, not get his ass kicked. Like I guess Glover was like. I want to fucking kick this young kid's ass. And I th- and, and Yuri's like, I want to be the champ. Right? So he, he kind of got his ass kicked, but he did pull it out. You know, so the universe satisfied two things. Like with Jared Gordon and Patty Pimblett, the universe had to satisfy. Patty Pimblett, you know, had to win, but Jared Gordon kind of didn't lose. Bingo. Right. Yeah. So the universe has to fulfill certain things, like... um even like Khabib swerving Tony Ferguson at that point, right. would that have been Tony's peak where he could have beat Khabib? We never know. Mm. Like, is it that if? Khabib has to be undefeated, but Tony Ferguson has the style to beat Khabib? I don't know. Probably not because of the way he lost to other guys, but. um. Right. But listen, 2015, when that fight was originally supposed to happen, seven, mm. eight years ago, that's a long time. That's a lot yeah, of fight weird. miles. A lot yeah. of miles on that clock at that point. Because I, I do think that would have been, if it happened when it was supposed to happen in 2015, that's prime for prime. Yes. Like, Which cl- is great. clearly but, Tony is not in his prime anymore. I don't think anybody is going to say that. Like, he had a lot of wear. Right, right. It was bound to happen anyway, and unfortunately, he just fell off a cliff, basically, which is unfortunate, but I don't know. And then second title fight, we got... The, the the what what would you call it? the quadrilogy quadrilogy yeah something oh, like yeah. that it's crazy the quadrilogy Brandon Moreno Jason Figueroa four I'm I'm very interested to hear what you guys think of this fight I have a very very clear take but I I want I want to open up the floor <laughs> I don't know I'm pulling for Figueroa on that one personally I like both of those guys so much yeah like, I just I, I just hope both guys have fun <laughs> I hope it's a really good fight. Like no. yeah, yeah. No. I hope the I hope fucking just Jesus. kicks him in the nuts, eye gouges, <laughs> the ref don't see it, and chokes him in the first round. That's what I want to see. The violence goblin. The way the way that I see yeah. this one, I by nature, like wasn't he a hairstylist growing up or a barber or some shit? Figgy yep. is a barber. Figurito, yes. yeah. I love Figgy, that. Figgy is a barber and also a rancher. He has a pet bull named I think Fernando, he was a- I think. He was a sous chef as well. He did a lot of crazy shit. Yeah, he's been a sushi sushi chef. He's he's an interesting cat. Figgy's an interesting dude. But um, the way that I see this, I understand why they're doing the fourth fight. The first fight was technically a draw. Mm-hmm. The way that I the way that I see it, Figgy very clearly won the first fight without the point deduction of the nut shot. Clearly, that's a very obvious Figgy win. Mm. The second fight, Moreno wins. Clear win. Good for him. Third fight, I think 
like it sounded like that in the second fight, Figgy had issues with his weight, issues with his camp, issues with his cut. Then he moves over to fight ready with Cejudo and all of that. Third fight comes out, shows us what I think we all know he is capable of being in. Basically, I mean, that fight wasn't that competitive. You know, no, there were, Moreno had moments, but yeah, Figgy, Figgy kicked his fucking ass. So I personally think we already have the answer as to, you know, who is the better fighter of these two, oh. who is going to be higher up in the all-time great list. I don't think that's up for debate, but I understand making the fight. I, I think I think Figgy should win. I, I think it'll look like third fight. I think Figgy should win pretty, pretty comfortably. That's what I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We shall see. It's a pick right now. What do you guys think? Max Lovin. What's that? Max Lovin. You got Moreno? Yeah. Okay. I Listen, I can't guys? fault it. Oh. Weed. I'm now I'm going <laughs> to say, like, what is what is my brain telling me? Weed. <laughs> No, uh, fix, fix, no. Okay. Although I would no. love to see Reno win, to be honest. Hell yeah. But it's a good card. There's like one else. Sprinkled What's down. the other? Is there? Those are two title fights. We also have Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny. Uh, Gilbert's yeah, a huge a favorite fight. there. It is a good fight, but I, I do think Gilbert wins that one pretty comfortably. I, I, I personally have Gilbert in the elite category at welterweight and i have magni in the the good category you know what i mean yeah. like the i think there's gilbert's just a, a significant space between those guys i'll agree with that yeah i like gilbert burns in this yeah this is a good fight for gilbert burns yeah maybe set him up sure. for a rematch with Kamzat. yeah i'm going with neil magni johnny walker johnny walker and paul craig love me some bear jew always paul craig yeah, I love Paul Craig. Paul um, that's another great. that's another surprising price for me. Johnny Walker, a minus one seventy five favorite, coming mm-hmm. off of being brutally knocked out by by Jamal Hill, also fighting on his card for a title this weekend. But I don't that know, was I, the, this knockout, right? The yeah, the like the cartoon. He but, like, um, but yeah, like I don't. I don't understand Paul Craig is a plus 160 underdog there. I get that Johnny Walker's weaknesses have traditionally been strikers. He gets chinned. His chin hasn't really held up great. But Craig is just so dangerous in the jujitsu that, like, even if Johnny Walker drops him and rocks him and chases him down into his guard, you're fucked. You're fucked. You're fucked, yeah. You've been hurt. Great triangle. How many many fights have we seen where Paul Craig is getting absolutely just getting his ass fucking beat? And then, bang, all it takes is a split second yeah. to make one mistake, and he's got that triangle locked up. Yeah, all the time. A couple, like three or four fights, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, plus 160, you should be all over that, Harry. I, I, I intend to be. And I'm also I'm very interested to see what the uh, – ooh, is it out? It might be Paul Craig by sub. Craig by submission plus 375? Are you kidding? That's insane. That's an insane line. What would you put on that, Harry? Easily two units. Easily. 200 or 2,000? Two units. It's a unit. It's whatever, you know, in gambling speak, it's a a unit is whatever your standard bet is, whatever John can afford, whatever Harry can afford. So we don't unit shame. It's your unit. 
We don't unit shame. My, Where my is unit, the unit. We need the unit. Yeah, my unit was fifty dollars. Now I'm unemployed, so it's less than that. <laughs> now you're a eunuch. Yeah. Now I'm, a, free, eunuch now I'm a freelancer. Oh, your unit changes with your financial stability. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. The unit is smaller. But you know, I know no, guys the size who... of your unit changes. <laughs> That's right. It's part of life. It's part of life. It's part of getting older. <laughs> You gotta utilize the size of your unit no matter what. But that's uh, plus three seventy five. You're getting almost four to one on a Paul Craig by submission there. Like that. That just feels crazy to me against the guy in Johnny Walker. Yeah, I like, kind of want to put a hundred bucks on him. Right. And, and listen, Johnny Walker. Like I know the problems have been with his chin, and not with his grappling, but his fight IQ is also shit. Johnny Walker sucks, bro. He's not very good. <laughs> he. he really, I, really, I just I, personally think Johnny Walker sucks. We're all, we're all old enough to remember Johnny Walker being touted as the guy to dethrone John Jones. We're all old enough to remember that. And then I, I'm sure some of you were there too at UFC two, whatever it was, two forty three, two forty four at the Garden, the Masvidal uh, Diaz fight, and Johnny Walker, Corey Anderson, bink. Good night. Mm. Yeah. Well, first he pulled his shoulder out celebrating. Oh yeah, very funny. And the yes. gods of war Doing don't like that. Uh, he did the worm after that knockout. The gods uh, of the were like, bro, we did you I a forgot favor. about that. And now look at you. Yeah, he's, Johnny Walker is stuff. He's a guy who can gatekeep like the bottom of the 205, or yeah, light heavyweight rankings. And that's about his ceiling, in my opinion. And now he's got some only, Irish guys reason, screaming at him. Yeah. The only reason that his ceiling is that high is because 205 is a stinky ass division to begin with. Especially now. The best guy I love. And. Show I can say that, but the, but the, but he hasn't fought in three fucking years anyway. So whatever. What's your guys' uh, greatest memory of Shogun? I believe it's his last fight. Oh man, Shogun retirement fight. It's sad. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see him go out sad. I really don't. It would really hurt me. Who's he oh, fighting? You know when he blew his e- eye. Ihor Potiera. That was my favorite. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with him. I know I've seen him fight before. But I'm not super familiar with him. Let me pull. He couldn't pull Mark Coleman out for a fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, again, to your point, Manimal. Yes, let legends fight legends. Like they're feeding him some like young nobody who they probably signed off the fucking contender series. Like, oh my god, this is this guy's second fucking fight in the UFC. Ugh, ugh, I don't like that. Ooh, I don't care been. for that one bit. They could fought, you get nothing from beating that guy. Right. <laughs> like, what does that do? And and it it I guess he fight. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like I don't like how they've booked the end of Shogun's career at all. But I mean the I end think of the... anyone's career, UFC fucking totally sucks. Absolutely. The way they handled Frankie Edgar makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, yep. really just Gutierrez. Come on, man. No, his whole end of his career. They really fucking thank yeah. God. You know what? I'm gonna tell you something. Max Holloway. Did the right thing as far as fighting uh, Frank Yegula in his career. He's like, I'm not going to throw a flying knee. I'll box him. But he wasn't trying to like kill him. Right. You know, that's respectful. Right. I had to watch one of my fucking childhood heroes get brutally knocked out four fights in a row. Like, come on, man. You could have gave him better matchups. Like, what the fuck, guys? And that's (laughs) with a lot of different guys. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to start naming names, but you know. If you want to call it out, you can. But yeah, guys, BJ, fuck, I'll go with BJ Penn as a good that example. That was a brutal yeah, one. Yeah, that was oh, pretty. The Yair Rodriguez. Mm. Yeah, 
hey, there, guys, there were some bad. I mean, give the guy good matchups. What is, it was the the losing streak is. I think he still holds that record because Sam Alvey had a no contest in there. What was it? Eight BJ got to on that losing streak. It might be nine. So, yeah. It was eight or nine, and he holds the record. And if he wants to fight, I'm open. Then you had those videos of like BJ getting knocked out in a parking lot by like some oh, random yeah. fucking schlub. Like that was, oh, that was sad. That that hurt. Terrible, that one hurt. Yeah. But, but we'll yeah, be at like, the I OC wish... Smokers Club. <laughs> we'll I wish. I and, wish they uh, would give Shogun somebody. Like I'm trying to think of like who even is like a, a notable 205 left on the roster. There really mm-hmm. fucking aren't any. But you have to be able to do better than some fucking contender series guy in his second fight in the UFC with Shogun as his retirement. Where's Forrest fight. Griffin? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Forrest is running the PI. Get him yeah, to step he's in, in shape. There. He's got to be in shape. He's got to be in decent shape. Well, fight Shogun. Let him fight Shogun. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Fuck I it. like that. Throw Forrest and in there. Also, I just want to say, I hope this is actually Shogun's retirement. Because what I yeah. don't want to see is like the Bigfoot Silver Russian retirement tour. Because they talk about other shit that just hurts my heart to see. Promoters who keep booking Bigfoot should be fucking arrested. Those guys deserve the wall. I don't know what the fuck, like, how they're, I mean, I know that it's in Russia. and That's like, how What's-His-Name sing- died. Who? Um, remember that heavyweight fighter? Um, he had a few fights in the UFC. He had a good key lock. Not Kevin Randlin. No, no, no. This guy was a white dude, big guy. Um... Fuck, man. See, this is the problem when you can't even remember the guy's name. He S- Celia? Got... Fuck, I'm going to have to look this also, up. Also, Tim Celia still owes me 25 push-ups for the record. Tim Celia yeah. is still alive, isn't he? Yes, he owes me 25 push-ups. He's alive and he owes me 25 push-ups. <laughs> yes, and he owes me 25 push-ups. So he's not going to forget about it. <laughs> One Damn. day I'm gonna be sitting at law and Tim Stop Sylvia's it. gonna walk in. I'm gonna shit my pants. And check Tim Haig. Do you remember Tim Haig? Name sounds very yes. familiar. He died in a boxing match um a couple years ago. That shit is bad, man. This guy, uh, he wound up having like he got knocked out like three times in the UFC. And then I think uh he wound up getting knocked out like a couple times in boxing, and yeah, he wound up dying in like a boxing match, right? And it's like sad, like you don't want that to happen. No. So, yeah, I don't. I I like a fair matchup, and I think when you just give what what fans, this is what I think. Really, what you want to see is a good, entertaining match. Mm-hmm. Like you want a fair, competitive matchup. And that's what's entertaining. So if you take two guys that are like in their prime and they fight fair competitive matchup, even if one guy dusts the other one quick, which can happen even in any level of competition, right? You have two white belts fight. One could catch the other one in a minute, right? Two white belts, equally unskilled. One could catch the other one right quick. So all (laughs) skill being equal, normally what happens though among equally skilled levels is a good competitive matchup. And right. at any level, that's what you want to see. And I and I just think it's a travesty to the art of matchmaking to not set up good matches, especially for people that have been with the company for a long time. 
Right. Legends of the sport. Guys who, like, I mean, Shogun's pride run, we might never see anything like that in combat sports ever again. Genuinely. But, I like, I just pulled up the, the Bigfoot Silva retirement tour just to take a look. Somebody, I would like you guys to take guesses. How many consecutive fights do you think lost, and how many of them do you think were finishes? Oh, you look, you have his record in front of you? I look, yeah. Okay, so big. I'm saying he lost nine in a row. How many knockouts? Eight? Very close. Yeah, I, I was going to, I agree with John. He's lost 10 consecutive fights, and he has been fished in nine of them. Oh, that's wow, I'm a good guesser, bro. That was impressive. That was, and by the way, every finish, every finish is from surprise. It's not submitted once. So that's that is crazy. nine fucking, nine times being knocked out just for no reason at all. Mm. No that's reason. Stupid. That's stupid. Only, only three of the, three of those fights date back to the UFC. Everything else is just, he's in Russia, he's in China, he's in BKFC, he's in Jesus Christ. Weird ass fights. Yeah. That man rest. And I know, like, Not fuck his manager, fuck like everybody who's been involved in his career. Because I'm sure the only reason he's still doing this because he has no money. But like, god damn, dude. Dana, sign it. Wasn't one he of the UFC champion at one point? I believe so. Yes. I think he was well, that's what I'm saying. Sign, sign a guy with fucking lens. He'll have him show up at meet and greets and fucking sign autographs and take pictures with fans and shit. Pay the guy to not fight. Do what you did with Chuck, man. I, I like again like they even stopped the gravy train with truck Chuck. So if they stop it with Chuck, they could stop with anybody, which is crazy. When they sold That's the company, they were like Chuck, you're out. Yeah. 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 Chuck was in the for is not Ari Manuel. Yeah. Uh, the only guy that they were able to keep is Rogan. I don't know how Iceman's gonna go over at uh Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be in Barnes and It's a dirty fucking game. It's a dirty fucking game. I had to look on that card. Let's wrap it up, guys. Yeah, I'm looking through the only the only one that wants jump out Robocop and Bro Ferreira, which should be an awesome. I love Yeah, Almeida, a minus nine hundred favorite over Shamil. I wish he'd move up to heavyweight. He would have been interested light heavyweight if he didn't decide he just didn't feel like putting weight. But sex, I wouldn't want to do that either. But people are high on that. But yeah, I mean, then you, you Terrence McKinney and SML—that's a weird booking to me. It feels weird to kind of book McKinney backwards after the Dober fight. But I don't know. Whatever. People are high on Almeida. We will be high on other stuff. Saturday, <laughs> the OC Smokers Club. Thank you guys for putting this together. Very excited to do a broadcast. I think we'll do what John suggested last time, maybe last three, maybe last four fights of the night. But it will be a lot of fun, a lot of festivities. Excited. Oh, yeah. Everyone's welcome. Come out to Ronkonkoma. It's well worth the trip. I know it's a little mission, but we'll be there. Lots of the weed. address is correct on the flyer. The address is correct on the flyer. I'll share that on my Instagram main feed tomorrow. MMA Avengers. Anything you want to say before we wrap up? I, I thought there was like a disassemble coming or something like that. Oh, are you ready to disassemble? Pleasure, pleasure as always, pals. MMA Avengers, disassemble.